I'm going home one of these days. I'm going home, see my woman, whom I love so dear. But meanwhile, I got to work down here. Now don't you know that's the sound of the men working on the chain? Yeah, yeah. Now don't you know? Quick sip of water, boss. Don't mind me, boss. Chain gang, boss. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now don't you know? Um. Um. So I recently started my own production company, Noi Productions, a production company where I can wet my beak, so to speak. Um. Podcasting endeavors, you know, JR the P, Jonathan Ramchan the podcast, and also blossoming out into other pod- podcast veins, different subject matter, guests, you know, an open frontier. Also, feature film, documentary, skits, sketches, the whole wackadoo, the whole enchilada, you know, the whole kit and caboodle, you know, Noi Productions. And in that um, pursuit, um, I've taken on a production producer mantle. Takes a little scratch to make a little scratch. Takes money to make money. You know? A poor hoe can't do nothing but point me to a rich hoe. As Gucci Mane might have said. So, um, you know... This poor hoe is pointing himself to a rich hoe. That's all I can really do, metaphorically speaking, of course. But, you know, you know, you got to go out there and, you know, takes a little money to make money. So, you know, I rent myself out. I go work day labor. I do what I can. I keep on hustling to keep the dream alive. And, um, again, ain't nothing new, ain't nothing in particular. It's just the way it has to be. Now, in that pursuit, as I mentioned, I rent myself out, I work here, I work there, and like anybody, doing their own, running their own business, I've recently come up to a little hiccup, (laughs) recently came up to a little hiccup, so to speak, all right, no need to shit the bed, um... The vibe of this podcast is like, there ain't much to talk about when you just be. When you just be. Be still. Be yourself. Be with God. And... Pardon moi, you know? God made dirt so this dirt don't hurt, you know? You belch, I mean... It's all in the design. Drop your cocks and grab your socks. Degenerate. Degenerates. Every last stinking one of you. How the hell are you? It's your old chuckle buddy. Guess who? Jonathan James Ramcharan. Reporting live for duty. On this magnificent November 2nd in the year of our Lord. 2021. Welcome and bienvenue to Janathan Ramcharan, the podcast. 
Hey, how you doing? Hey, you're a crazy bitch, but you fuck so good, I'm on top of it when I dream and doing you all night. Hey, you're a crazy bitch. Crazy bitch. Hey, you're a crazy bitch, but you fuck so good, I'm on top of it when I dream doing you all night. Yay! Crazy bitch. I had like a neighbor or, I don't know, some miscreant, some derelict in the neighborhood was like blasting that song on a wireless speaker, Wi-Fi speaker, whatever, cell phone speaker. You know, he's like drinking a beer, smoking a joint. You know? You know? Just a real derelict getting trashed in public. He's blasting that uh, song. Hey, you're a crazy bitch, but you fuck so good. I'm on top of it when I dream doing you all night. (laughs) That's so funny to me. (laughs) The thought of like, I mean, the lyrics just speak for it all. Hey, you're a crazy bitch, but you fuck so good. I'm on top of it. When I dream doing you all night. Like, I'm going to forego any common sense to have sex with you because you fuck so good. I'm on top of it. It's like, I don't know, man. Is there anything more terrifying, terrifying than a crazy bitch in your life, in one's life? You know, you're going to forego any common sense and sanity for a crazy bitch. I think you get the point. If you're new to the show. Jonathan Ramtran, the podcast. This is a show where I bitch, whine, squawk, bellyache, and kibitz about myself in order to relate to y'all self. Y'all the dear listener. Y'all the dear viewer. Shared experiences, kindred souls, BFFs, forever. Crazy bitch. The show is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Odyssey, my own website, Jonathan-Ramtran. Com. And as always, folks, if you're enjoying the show, getting some laughs, chuckles, gags, guffaws, chortles, if you are digging the show, folks, please help my black ass out. Share me with a friend. Sharing's caring, folks. You crazy bitch. You know it truly is. Yeah. So if you're a returning guest to JRP, if you know, if you don't know, if you may or may not know, or maybe you surmised, I am an actor extraordinaire. That's been the bone, ladies and gentlemen, and damn proud of it. Yeah, it's hot. What's going on? It's hot around here, you know, and you're squawking on them lights. You know, you wind up sweating up a blue streak, you know. A little drip, drip, drop. Drip, drip, drip. <laughs> I'm a piss on you. I'm a pee on you. Drip, drip, drip. <laughs> oh, Chappelle. Oh, God, I love that guy. But, um, you know, get a little hot. None of them lights, boy. Drip, drip, drip. Uh, I'm going to make a big stink about this. I might as well. I'm getting a little uncomfortable. Excuse me, folks. Got to get a hanky, you know? Dripping all over the damn set, you know what I mean? Hey, you're a crazy bitch, but you fuck so good. I'm on top of it when I dream and doing you all night. Do-dum, 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 do-dum.
Pardon moi, folks. Sorry about that. And you know how it is. As actors are very finicky type of people. I need my hanky. You know, just like you bedwetting bitches want to go squawk bitch wine and bellyache about, you know, the coronavirus that we've been fighting for two years. Just as y'all dickheads want to go and bitch wine, squawk and bellyache about that till the cows come home. Well, you know, yours truly here, thespian extraordinaire. Sometimes I get a little insecure without my hanky. There you are, my sweet baboo. I am not your sweet baboo! You know, every now and then I need my hanky, you know, to... Like I say, when you get squawking under them lights, it gets hot, you know? I can't help it if I'm, a, you know, firing on all cylinders, firing on all pistons, high-performance, high-delivery type of a actor... I mean, I can't help it if I'm hot as shit, right? What am I supposed to do? It's not my fault I was born dynamite in the talent department. Take it up with God. I was ordained for this. Not exactly my fault. You know, you can't blame me if I, you know, spring a leak or two. Drip, drip, drip when I'm performing, you know? Gets a little hot. Where would I be without my hanky, my blankie? My sweet baboo. I am not your sweet baboo. <laughs> Anyways. Yeah, it's been a Charlie Brown sort of um, existence for yours truly in my career. Missing footballs, getting ragged out by, you know, that little redhead girl in the neighborhood. She don't want me, you know. Um, you know, it's been a real fucking Charlie Brown existence in this acting career. Up until recently. I am fresh off the heels of a um, splendiferous uh, acting engagement. Took a little time. Took a little time for me to, um, you know, put all the pieces together. But um, the puzzle has been uh, played with. Yeah. Off the heels of a hot and heavy acting uh project we're now in the editing phase and you know waiting to see what comes out the other side now I don't want to get too into it you know suffice to say I was very involved with the project um, I'm featured prominently in the project and um, more is yet to be uh, seen in the very near future and um wow what a learning curve like i'm starting to come into my own and um you know i'm grateful i hung in there i'm grateful i hung in there with this acting career because you know, there's all the winding, weaving roads of life, you know. Acting was kind of on the back burner for me for the past few years. Um, it's something that I did hot and heavy, you know. Came in the game as a youngin, pocket full of something, yo, cash money. Came in the game as a youngin. I was just a little youngin. I was a youngster, a little youngin, little munchkin. I did, like, acting and, like, uh, you know, 
I had a scholarship to some uh, local theater in my neighborhood when I was living in Edmonton, Alberta. You know, I was a poor kid. They cut me some slack, gave me a scholarship. I went and I learned little theatrical bullshit things at this little, it was like a camp for like preteens and shit. It wasn't really a camp, but it was more of like a, just a shitty little acting class at a local theater. Went and did that. Did little high school projects, theater club, drama club, the whole enchilada, the whole kit and caboodle. Fucked and thumbed and fuddled around doing that. Went to theater school in college. Got a diploma in theater arts. And again, equally um, uh, fumbled, fuddled, and befuckled. Like, just drunk and high in class. Perpetually disinterested. Temperamental. Um, just a real duck out of water. You know what I mean? Like, there's all these bitchy, switchy, like... type of theater students that I didn't quite click with. You know what I mean? I mean, granted, I am just as mental as they are, but on a separate plateau or tyrane, if that makes any sense. So, you know, I was just, like I said, I was just bedrocked, befuddled, befuckled. Just really just grasping at straws to make it through that fucking horse shit. Come out the other side with a theatrical diploma in theater arts. Nose to the grindstone, you know, foot to the pavement, banging it out, trying to get auditions, doing little independent college film productions, little independent indie theater gigs, just sucking around, you know, off my tits, drunk and high for a lot of it. Didn't really seem to be getting nowhere. Then I kind of transitioned into stand-up comedy, which I'll discuss later in the program. And, uh, you know, I was doing that hot and heavy and, um, in a sense, found my muse. You know, I mean, you know, I mean, in my head, it's all performance. But, you know, sometimes there's a speciality or a centered focus or a divergence or a call to action. Sometimes people honk their horns in the middle of podcasts. I can't control that. Anyway, as I mentioned, you know, I kind of drifted off into the stand-up comedy lane for a bit. Acting was on the back burner, which is one of my oldest and dearest and truest loves. I mean, it really is, folks. It's really something. Striding the boards, you know, memorizing text and dialogue, looking for that emotional inner life of a character, bringing that to fruition, through, um, you know, emotional memory, the magic if, um, whatever gets you there as an actor, whatever that process is to drum up an emotional inner life and to portray that in a meaningful way in your character work. It's really something, folks. So anyways, hump that out for a hot minute. And, uh, you know... uh, It's all come full circle. Having now been, now being on the other side of this very engaging acting project 
that I spearheaded very soon to be seen. And uh, how does it feel? Well, the plan was to talk about how it feels. feels like nothing. This is what I do. You know, I joked about being ordained for this. And it's actually quite funny. It's like, yeah, it was my gift given from God, which many actors have also been given to very to various or lesser degrees. And if that sounds higher than mighty or higher than thou, well, no. We all get gifts. See, there are some people that are ordained with the gift of athleticism, physicality. Think about the probably billions of people who have existed, if not... I ain't no fucking abacus, all right? Not exactly a fucking, you know, barometer, all right? So never mind what the mathematical figures. Suffice to say, there's been a chunk of people through time who have existed who were ordained with the athleticism gift. Everything just kind of lined up, you know? They were given the body, the mind, and the spirit to be athletic. And it carried them throughout their lifetime. Whether it had been to be a professional athlete or just a very physically capable person throughout their life. It's something that they discovered early, and they didn't really have to think about it. It was just everything lined up, and they followed it. You know those people with the beautiful body, and it, it, it always just made sense to them. They were ordained for it. Very much with my acting. I was ordained for it. I was just fucking dynamite at it before I even knew I wanted to do it. Oh, whoopsie doodle, kind of talented. I didn't, hell, I didn't know. Just kind of happened. You know what I mean? And um, as I sit here on the other side of this very meaningful project for myself, definitely a very meaningful project in one actor's career, if an actor would to rise to a certain challenge of the scope I'm talking about, you know, there's a lot of personal achievement in that. And you would think there would be more to say, but I was ordained for this. <laughs> Just another day at the office. Very grateful and very humble and awaiting the uh, results of this very meaningful Occurrence in the career of Jonathan Ramcharan, actor extraordinaire. There you have it, folks. Quick sip of water, water break, bowls. Don't mind me, bowls. I am also a stand-up comedian extraordinaire, as I mentioned, again. Again, I was ordained. Part of this project that um, I spoke on in regards to the acting has a very heavy stand-up comedy element as well. And um, I was ordained for it. Again, I was doing stand-up comedy before I even knew I was a comic. You know, um, it's kind of 
gloating, egotistical, um, fiddle fucking to just like go into a diatribe about one's own origins. I mean, nobody asked, right? It's not like you guys asked, but you know, I've, um, you know, spoke on that at length on my podcast, which you are watching now or listening to now, Jonathan Ramtran, the podcast. If you dip back into the lexicon, there's many examples I talk about. Um, I'm sure at some point I'll do a more uh, in-depth dive into the comedy origins. Uh, I just don't really feel like talking about it right now. Suffice to say, I was ordained for it as well. It was something that was always in me. And again, I want to reiterate, that's not a obnoxious thing. I believe in God. I believe that everyone is given gifts. And the ordainment that I have for comedy is very similar to a, um, a craftsperson. You know, let's say, you know, you're a man or a woman who, you know, you're good with your hands. You're good at sewing, making garments, fashion. You know, a lot of women, you know, they, uh, they're handy in that nature or they're great cooks or they're even tradespeople as well. There's many women in, uh, not as good as men, obviously, but there are many, there are many women that are in like, um, you know, the trades as well. And, you know, you got these men that are very, um, hands-on, horny and hands-on for, like, you know, automobile, um, construction, you name it, you know, like tradespeople. And that's a sort of ordainment as well. I mean, it all just kind of aligned. They had an interest in working with their hands. They had a capability of working with their hands, and they didn't have to think much about it. It all just kind of came into place. And they were able to go out into the world and make a beautiful living for themselves. And there is a little odd point about my ordainment because I'm not quite making a beautiful living at it. Not quite making a beautiful living at it, but I am living beautifully at it, being a stand-up comedian. And um, I couldn't be happier to do it. And... um, I see no need to ever stop doing it. And um, just fills me with light, joy, and levity. I was ordained for it. And um, (laughs) this past uh, project that I worked on was a milestone. And again, I don't want to, you know, get too ahead of myself, I might have befuddled and befuckled and, you know, be frazzled the whole fucking thing. But it's still a milestone and an achievement. And, um... I plan to speak on how it felt to have um, put something together like that. And again, it didn't really feel like nothing. It's like, on to the next challenge. You know what I mean? It's what I was called to do. I was ordained for this. So, um, feeling very groovy. So there you have it, folks. Jonathan Ramcharan, stand-up comedian extraordinaire. Quick sip of water. Water break again, boss. Don't mind me, boss. I'm going home one of these days. I'm going home, see my woman.
whom I love so dear, but meanwhile I got to work down here. Now don't you know that's the sound of the men working on the chain? Yeah, yeah. Now don't you know? Quick sip of water, boss. Don't mind me, boss. Chain gang, boss. Uh, yeah, yeah. Now don't you know? Um. Um, so I recently started my own production company, Noi Productions, a production company where I can wet my beak, so to speak, um, podcasting endeavors, you know, JR the P, Jonathan Ramchand and the podcast, and also blossoming out into other pod- podcast veins, different subject matter, guests, you know, an open frontier. Also, feature film, documentary, skits, sketches, the whole wackadoo, the whole enchilada, you know, the whole kit and caboodle, you know, Noi Productions. And in that um, pursuit, um, I've taken on a production producer mantle. Takes a little scratch to make a little scratch. Takes money to make money. You know? A poor hoe can't do nothing but point me to a rich hoe. As Gucci Mane might have said. So, um, you know, this poor hoe is pointing himself to a rich hoe. That's all I can really do. Metaphorically speaking, of course. But, you know, you know, you got to go out there and, you know, takes a little money to make money. So, you know, I rent myself out, I go work day labor, I do what I can, I keep on hustling to keep the dream alive. And, um, again, ain't nothing new, ain't nothing in particular. It's just the way it has to be. Now, in that pursuit, as I mentioned, I rent myself out, I work here, I work there, and like anybody doing their own, running their own business. I've recently come up to a little hiccup. (laughs) Recently came up to a little hiccup, so to speak. All right, no need to shit the bed. Um, The vibe of this podcast is like, there ain't much to talk about when you just be. When you just be. Be still. Be yourself. Be with God. And... Pardon moi, you know? God made dirt so this dirt don't hurt, you know? You belch, I mean, it's all in the design. So anyway... Having my faith in God... Which isn't always easy. I mean, let's face it. I feel like I live in the presence of God. I, I walk with God. But I'm not, you know, sometimes I get a little much to have to pray. You know what I mean? People have different lengths of prayer time. One thing I've adopted lately and one thing I've learned a lot from is Jesse Lee Peterson on the Jesse Lee Peterson show. It's a spiritual battle, folks. Hi there, my name's Jesse Lee Peterson. Jesse Lee Peterson, 
um, phenomenal um, radio host, um, reverend, uh, media personality, author, um, American. You know, that's very proud. He's very proud of that as well, I gather. Jesse Lee Peterson. Um, I've taken a lot from him. He's on, like, you know, all the major media sites. Uh, he has his own website, uh, Bond, the Brotherhood Organization of a New Destiny. Um, you know, he's reminded me of a lot of what, you know, I've, I tended to forget of what I forgot in life. You know, trying to keep up with the Joneses and this, that, and the other. And one thing I've ado adopted from him lately is, um, you know, the silent prayer to be still and know God. All things happen in stillness. When you connect with that higher power. You know, they go, what evidence is there that God exists? Tree? You ever look at a tree? That's God. You ever look at a squirrel? That's definitely God. You know, squirrel is God. Sparrows are God. The involuntary system is God. We breathe in. We breathe out. Involuntarily. We don't think about that. Our organs are functioning. My heart is beating. You know, my ass is pounding. My balls are percolating. I'm creating and bleeding and bloating on the inside. I'm, my organs are functioning. The involuntary system. Life. A given life. A given knowing. I don't do anything in particular for that to happen. It just is. The gift of life. That's a, that's a pretty good evidence that God exists. And like I said, I ain't exactly teacher's pet here. You know what I mean? Like, I, I could be still and know God and I could walk with God and feel God in my life and seek his presence. But when it comes to that praying sometimes, I just, you know, I get tired at night, you know. You're hoofing it around, doing this, doing that, just trying to eke out an existence. And then it's like, okay, it's, now it's time to pray. It's, I'm a little undisciplined in that area. I can always do it first thing in the morning. I, I love waking up, giving my time to God first thing in the morning. Thank you for the new day. But at bedtime, it's like, you know. Sometimes I'm like eating like gummy bears in bed or like, you know. You know, I'm eating gummy bears in bed, like, you know. Uh, and, you know, just like good old fashioned gummy bears. I'm not even talking like THC gummy bears like I'm a, I'm a real fucking square these days right so I'm chomping on some gummy bears I'm watching like fucking YouTube videos of nonsense things and just don't really have a moment to pray 
But um, I'm trying to work on that. So in that knowing and in that searching and in that seeking for God, all is revealed, all is calm, all is well. And that's what I'm seeing right now in my pursuits, you know, with Noi Productions. Couple bumps in the road, couple hiccups, couple dip 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 Not in the production value, but in the, you know, day-to-day minutiae, you know? All sorts of blood suckers and leeches and low lives out there trying to steal your light. See, here's the game, and this is what Jesse Lee Peterson points out so well. And, you know, I agree with what, a lot of what he says. Not all, not all, not all, but all, but not all, but most of what he says, I agree with. And um, one of the main things is like the battle of life is a spiritual battle, good versus evil. And the way that game is played everywhere, it's they try to make you angry. They try to smear your name. They try to talk nonsense at you to make you angry, to make you overreact. And once you get angry and once you overreact in a job, in a relationship, in a friendship, in a traffic incident, in a incident at a grocery store, wherever you are in life, when you get angry and you overreact, then they got you. You're angry, you overreact, now you're under their control. You can't control a peaceful, calm, loving person. You can only control an angry, overworked, overreacting person. Now they control you. Or another game of control is they try to be nice to you. Nice to you. Control you with their niceness. Have a bite of this. Have a piece of this. No, thank you. I don't want any. No, I insist. Have a piece. Have a piece of this. Why would, you ins- why would somebody insist upon you eating something if you say you don't want it? No, thank you should be good enough, right? You ever notice how people insist upon you taking what they offer in order to control you, to make you feel good? Now they control you. These little games people play because they're always about keeping up with the Joneses, minding other people's business, and uh, trying to control the people and the situations around them. It's very petty. It's very of the world versus um, being in the world, but not of the world. And again, I'm not a fucking pharaoh or a uh, minister or something or other, right? But it does very much uh, spark the mind's interest. And it is some very basic truths, whether you want to admit it or not, right? How do you control somebody? Through anger. And uh, how do you uh, 
you know. How else do you control somebody? You know, through kindness. They try to make you feel good. They try to make you feel bad. They try to make you feel something. You ever notice that most of the time, though, they're never trying to make you feel nothing? You know? It's always overdue attention in a negative or positive way. It's never just, okay, whatever, you do you. It's always some injection of a feeling. And I admit, very metaphysical, very meta, very um, philosophical, very testosophical, testicolophical, falafel. Very heady, this discussion, but it's very, very important. And, um, hey, I hope it was interesting. Don't want to backpedal. Um, if you got something out of that, fine. If you didn't, that's fine. Um, you know, I do have dick jokes and, you know, pussy jokes and, uh, you know, dog shit jokes and, you know, just, you know, good old fashioned storytelling and you know I, I do have all those things as well but today I, I felt like talking on that level and I, I particularly wanted to be vague about it because sometimes when you step back and you look at all these little things in life they're not even really worth addressing other than to know the game you got to be still and know God you got to drop your anger and resentment because that's how they control you and, you know, just do what's in front of you. And uh, all will be revealed in time. Yeah. Hallelujah. It's your old chuckle buddy. Guess who? Jonathan James Ramcharan. Reported live for duty. Reporting live for duty. On this magnificent November 2nd, in the year of our Lord, 2021. Yeah, so, um, you know, a lot of things. Great coming up roses here for Jonathan Ramcharan, actor, stand-up comedian, extraordinaire. Trying to stay focused on God. Trying to drop my anger and my resentment. Trying to live from a place, from a place of love, understanding, and calm. Trying to mind my own business. The show is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Odyssey, my own website, jonathan-ramcharan.com. And again, as always, if you're enjoying the show, you're getting some laughs, chuckles, gags, guffaws, chortles, please help my black ass out. Definitely do. Share me with a friend. Till next time, folks. You live it, you love it, you realize it. Alright? Peace.